Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Just wanted to add a quick little trigger warning for this episode. We do talk a lot about, this is American Horror Story, there's mention of sexual assault, uh, of course, murder, death, drug abuse. I think there's mention of suicide. Uh, just anything you can kind of think of um, in horror, there's still mentions of homophobia, transphobia, racism. So we touch on all of that. So if any of that is triggering, you may want to skip this episode. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are continuing our little celebration of Ryan Murphy. Although, you know, it's funny to call it a celebration when it's been a really difficult thing to do to, to dive into Ryan Murphy. So it's I, it's hard to call it a celebration because I have so many critiques of his stuff, but I do enjoy him. Uh, and this week is going to be a lot more enjoyable than last week, mainly because of Nip Tuck. So this week we're doing American Horror Story and then American Crime Story. So I think these are two that are a lot better compared to Nip Tuck, especially American Crime Story. So I'm, I'm excited about this week, but I'm also excited to wrap up Brian Murphy, <laughs> to be honest. It's been a lot for my psyche. To handle so but this will be fun because i think next to glee uh because we're gonna be talking about american horror story tonight so i think next to glee american horror story is probably his most popular series and if you don't already know it's already renewed up to season 13 so there's four more seasons the 10th season is starting this month actually in just a couple of weeks so yeah so this show is not going anywhere even though maybe it should be over with <laughs> But it's not going anywhere. So if you don't know, it is an anthology series, which each season is a new anthology with usually the same actors. Sometimes he brings on new ones, but usually the same actors coming back and playing different roles. And it's all horror and it's all a little effed up. So (laughs) this will be fun, though. But before I let my panelists introduce themselves and tell me what they're into right now in pop culture, just want to again say that we are accepting signups for our horror trivia event. And who knows, maybe there'll be a trivia question about American Horror Story. Who knows, you know, because they cover everything. So it could be there. Never know. Um, But remember, you can go to the links in our link tree, go to any of our social media, and you can see it there and sign up. It should be a lot of fun. It's going to be kicking off on September 4th, Saturday, September 4th. We're kicking it off with Zombies. 
So that should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. We're going to have costumes. We're going to have cocktails. We're going to have mocktails if you don't want a cocktail. So it's just going to be a blast. And you're only going to be able to see this stuff on YouTube or Facebook. So it's not going to be podcast episodes. It's going to be a little bit separate and a little bit different. But I'm really excited because one of our guests today is going to be on our slashers part of the trivia. And that's Jen from My Streaming Bubble. And you may recall she was on our Bates Motel episode, which was so much fun. Still one of my favorite ones we've done this year. So I'm really excited to have her back. So Jen, what are you into right now in pop culture? Hi. Well, uh, first, thanks for having me back. This is so much fun. Oh, God. What am I into right now? Well, Harley Quinn. I that that's on repeat. I've finished it for like the third time. The and I just I can't stop. So I'm kind of absorbing a lot of like DC stuff as well. Kind of waiting for Doom Patrol season three to come out. Uh, Suicide Squad came out the other day, so I'm gotta make time to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> just a lot of DC <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> the animated stuff too, mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not so you haven't watched Suicide Squad then yet. Uh, no, not the new one, not yet. So I'm excited because I'm I'm hearing great things. So yeah, I've been hearing great things too. So we'll see, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> yeah, and then Eli and Pasha are back from our oh. Nip Tuck episode where we all decided we hated that show. Uh, so <laughs> what are you both into, Eli? What are you into? Oh, right now, uh, screen time has been pretty much filled up, but I am absolutely knee deep um, in Star Wars Lego sets. So I have, <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of my thing right now is is Star Wars Lego sets, trying to complete them and and uh, find them a place of honor in the office. That's um, awesome. <laughs> I need more fandom stuff in my life right now because I've just been trying to write grants and that has consumed every waking moment other than that like i said my only any anything close to fandom lately was this morning i went down a facebook hole for like an hour and i wasn't even on the toilet (laughs) i was just like (laughs) looking at memes and you know tiktok stuff people posted and i was like what happened why am i not writing a grant and and so that was kind of funny and of course most of it was just i variety of of nerd nerdy stuff so, oh, oh, actually, there is one. Um, I'm going to say a cuss word. Star. It's it's a it's a Star Fine, Trek. You, sh- can, you can cuss. All you know, <laughs> it's a so. it's a Star Trek shit posting group, and they've had a coup within the group, which is now spelled J R U N P because somebody accidentally wrote an N instead of a U, and it became a thing. Where they've kicked out all of the misogynists. And the whole group is now being run by trans and super cool, open-minded lefty people. And uh, it's, it's so it's just been kind of a joy every, every little while to log in there and see all of the memes that people have created about that are really against the patriarchy. Yay. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Great. Well, this is Aaron and, you know, I, like I said, everything everything that has that I've been watching and consuming has pretty much just been Ryan Murphy stuff. But I cannot believe I didn't mention this last week. Dexter, the new season, finally they finally released a trailer, and I was on vacation, and I knew it was I knew they were going to be in the virtual San Diego Comic Con thing, 
that Michael C. Hall was going to be there and stuff. And I'm like, okay, hopefully there's going to be a trailer. So even though I was on vacation, I'm still like <laughs> frantically checking. And there was a trailer. And I've watched it probably about 10, 15 times. <laughs> so, so you're so, just a little excited. <laughs> I'm just a little tiny bit excited for that because everybody knows that would have been my all-time favorite show if it wasn't for the last season. So I'm hoping this season makes up mm -hmm. for that. I have hope once again, because the original creator is back, the original showrunner and Michael C. Hall was not happy with the way it originally ended and he's back. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping fingers crossed fingers that crossed. it is good. Yeah. So, and we will be doing a special episode covering sort of, it won't be of course the full things we're going to do it probably in December because it releases in November, November 7th. And then also I'm thinking we might do some live tweets while it goes on so through our uh, twitter page so look for those as well so that's what i'm excited about okay so let's get into american horror story and before i go around and ask everybody because we're first going to talk about what our favorites are i thought i'd just ask maybe what your top three are but before i do that we did do a poll <laughs> and i was really kind of surprised <laughs> Uh, Coven was what won the poll of everybody's favorite. And I thought for sure it would be either Murder House or Asylum. Mm -hmm. So that kind of surprised me, I will say. Uh, and I think in second, I think it was actually Apocalypse. So it was just a really bizarre poll. I, I don't know who was voting. <laughs> just really weird results. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jen, are either of those in your top three? Apocalypse, because it's fucking amazing it's by far so my top three in really no specific order is murder house asylum and apocalypse and the thing that i loved about apocalypse is that i loved how it just incorporated all the past seasons we get jessica lang back and it was just a lot of fun i think sometimes his seasons can get kind of messy and convoluted with a lot of what with everything going on and it doesn't always wrap up nicely or it feels rushed or just kind of eh this will work mm -hmm. but for some reason there was a lot going on in apocalypse but i loved it i ate that shit up so currently <laughs> right now this year it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> but murder awesome, house yeah. and asylum also also because yeah super good the super originals good. that's mm -hmm. what i have to call them, the original too yep. yes yes and then eli what are your top three I'd have to say Murder House, Covenant Hotel. Um, I just, I mean, oh, Hotel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, choice. <laughs> no. it, was, it was just crazy enough and absolutely insane enough to bring, I mean, the, the whole vampire thing and to bring Gaga into it. Um, I just loved the season. It, it was absolutely insane, but it was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be kind of like the antithesis to everybody here. Um, my favorite was hotel. It always has been just because I'm a goth girl at heart and it was very lush to me. It felt very lush and very dense in a way that some of the others weren't, I guess, uh, to me, the, one of the worst seasons, but I think one of the best acted seasons was Roanoke. Some of the acting in that is really good, surprisingly like poignant. And it was just like, oh, kind of surprised when we were rewatching. I was like, wow, I was actually paying attention to the acting and the, it was really, really well done. And then, of course, Murder House. And just because it was the love letter to Jessica Lang, her last season freak show, just the way it ended. And that that was just kind of like the the last little 
kiss to Jessica Lange, who was, I guess, his inspiration for the whole series, uh, was, I liked the ending of that one a lot. It really, it made me cry out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was ugly tears time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like that we're getting mentions of show of, of seasons that I did not think would get any <laughs> mentions for the love side. So that's that's pretty, especially uh, Freak Show. I didn't think uh, anyone would mention was... that on the love side because, yeah, you're, yeah, you're gonna just wait. I'll have awful. it. I have it on another list. <laughs> yeah, awful. But 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 yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean Jessica Lang. I mean what? I mean she's Amazing. just. We're gonna get into her soon because she's just. Amazing. So my top three are Murder House, of course. I mean, I think, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that season. Honestly, I think it's the most perfect season of all of them. Uh, I think it set it up perfectly. I, you know, I've gotten memories before of when I've posted about it and went, oh, this is so great. I just hope Ryan Murphy doesn't go too far. And then eventually, (laughs) but I thought it was just so perfect and wonderful and great. And um, it had kind of Gothic style to it. And it introduced all these amazing actors that would end up being in a lot of them, you know, of course, Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters, I'm very mixed on. So, (laughs) Uh, but of course, Jessica. Francis Francis Conroy. Yes. Francis Conroy Conroy is incredible. Yes. Just amazing Mm -hmm. actors. And it was just a fun story. And I liked that one a lot, of course. Um, and plus, it's got a lot of ghost stories into it and mm-hmm. supernatural. And that's my jam. And then Asylum. I, Asylum was the first one. There were moments in Murder House that really scared me. But Asylum was the first one that, like, terrified me. Like, it, that one was terrifying to watch. The serial killer in that, uh, you know, Zachary Quinto. And then, of course, um, Dermot Mulroney. No, not Dermot. Dylan Mc- yeah, <laughs> you know, they always get mixed up. <laughs> and of course, Dylan McDermott playing his son later on, uh, and also, you know, picking up the torch and being the serial killer was scary. And anything that takes place in a psychiatric hospital, like that always scares me. It's always terrifying. Mm-hmm. Jessica Lange, watching her characters, you know, what her character went through during that season was pretty incredible and remarkable. And Sarah Paulson's character as well. I just thought it was a really, really well-written season and absolutely terrifying. And then my third one is one that I know gets a lot of hate, but I love it. And that's 1984, the last one. I thought it was brilliant because I love slashers and it was so perfect for slashers. And I loved the 80s thing. And I know it gets crap because of the ending because the ending is thought of as cheesy and too happy. But that's why I liked it, actually. Because it was so different from his other stuff. And I thought it was kind of nice. I love Sarah Paulson. I really, I adore her. She's one of my favorite actresses. But I have to say it was kind of nice to not have her in one. And to kind of have a break from that. And to not have Evan Peters in one was... Chef's kiss. I'm sorry, but I have a lot of uh, so That was nice to get a break from him. So I just think it's great. And and. You know, my goal when I was rewatching these was to mainly watch ones that either I hadn't finished because I just was sick of them when I was watching them, which actually Apocalypse was one of those. And I finished it and I actually was like, okay, this is a lot better than I I thought. It's really, really good. You mean it's like really, really good? It's like one of the best. (laughs) Well, I love, um, what's his name? Oh my gosh. The guy who plays, who, who plays Satan, not Satan, but you know. Who, who plays Satan? What's his name? Uh, oh, 
Uh, he's become a new favorite. He's also in 1984, and he he's in he's in American Crime Story, and he's so good in American Crime Story. What what the heck is his name? Anyway, he was so good. Cody uh, Cody Fern Cody yes. Fern. He is he was really good. You know, I'm always very mixed on devil stories, satanic stories like that. Sometimes they're just really too hard for me to watch personally. And they just affect me in a way like I can't watch The Exorcist. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to watch them. But I liked the humor in it. I mean, I said on Twitter, you know, and Pasha mentioned this line during our nip tuck. But the best line that has ever been in any American horror story is Definitely the, you know, it's like, what do you have to do? You're dead. Well, stare out the window, cry and masturbate. I mean, that was just <laughs> the best line in the yeah. world. And the way, oh yeah, the way that Dylan McDermott delivered that line was just perfection. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so hilarious. So yeah. So those are my three. And then I just wanted to talk about Apocalypse briefly again, just because it was interesting to revisit that and like it better than I thought I did. I think it's because yeah. I don't think it gets good until the, until Coven comes in. And the, cause I think the first couple of episodes are just kind of, they feel so rushed, but then you realize why. So I think that's why it was hard for me at first, but I do like the way it ended. I do want to mm -hmm. say, I like the way it ended. I mean, it wasn't happy, but I like it. <laughs> See, and for me, cause Coven was never in my top three or like top five. I was Coven was, the season one of the seasons that I was really into I had like high hopes for I was really excited super into it and then I didn't like what happened to like Angela Bassett's character because I just I love her to pieces and then it's like the seven wonders was fine but then the way we lost some of the characters during it just felt really like okay that's it like seriously like mm -hmm. it just I don't know I just I didn't like the feeling of it but I did like a lot of the characters so for me for apocalypse uh it felt like a coven redo because now we have yeah. a strong confident cordelia the coven had thrived and everything and you know francis conroy and everything so that's for me it it, it really kind of helped me to not dislike coven as much so and even on my rewatch i was like i still don't like the things i don't like but it's a little better than i remember <laughs> <laughs> well, and Coven's number four Thanks. on my list. Yeah. And that's all <laughs> well, that's thanks to Apocalypse. <laughs> that's all thanks to him. Well, and I think with Coven, what I appreciated about Coven, I want to say, is witchcraft is very misunderstood. And in entertainment, it's it's they like to mix it up with Satanism and say it's satanic and it's not. I mean, I've known people that are pagan. I've known people that have practiced witchcraft. And it's not what you see in the movies. And so I did appreciate that, especially more in Apocalypse than in Coven, probably. But I appreciated that, you know, they weren't all these evil, which is I don't think the way voodoo was portrayed was necessarily very good, but <laughs> it very rarely is in media. But I but I did appreciate that fact about Coven. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to get into our least favorites. And I'm probably going to make a couple people on here angry. So <laughs> I know I'm weird. I know. <laughs> oh, I think it's awesome. So I want to talk about your bottom three, like your least favorite, Jen. Okay. So my least, so it's cult and 
Roanoke again. I, I rewatched that one, so I like it a little bit better. It's I love the idea, the concept of it, all these shows within the show, within the show, and then newsreels, and then but then it got a little with the spirit chasers and shit and whatever. But I thought I agree. I think some of the performances were really fucking good. Like Adina Porter uh, as Lee. I did like her at the end when she was just like straight up out of Fox. And she's just like, yeah, get the fuck out of you You guys are fucking stupid. I was like, yes. And uh, (laughs) so, but it's still kind of at the bottom because I feel like there was still some sloppiness in some of the storytelling and some of the execution. And then maybe hotel to round out my bottom three it that that first episode i didn't like it the first time i saw it i didn't like it the second time i saw it <laughs> but i like i liked a lot of the aspects i liked it visually i was really impressed with lady gaga's performance and oh dennis o'hara as liz taylor and uh, kathy bates and iris as iris those two characters i love those two together but uh, I don't, it might have been a bit much. <laughs> yeah. So, Eli, what are your bottom? Three? Oh, God. Um, if you have a list in front of you, what were two, four, and six? Two, two was Asylum. The second um, one yeah. was Asylum. Didn't like and Asylum. The fourth, and the fourth one was Coven. And then no, this, it wasn't no, Coven, Coven, Coven's three, uh, Coven's three, show that's four. right. Three, sorry, four. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was looking at my list and mixing up. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so four was Freak Show, and then six was Roanoke, wasn't six Roanoke? Yeah, yeah. and and those for, for some reason, I, I, I really dug the odd numbers and the even years, not so much for me. Um, Roanoke was my least favorite. Um, I, I just rewatched it. And she's going, just keep watching. It's better. There's a great turn. And I'm like, yep, remember the turn. Still hate it. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, I could not. I, I, I personally hate reality shows when they went that route. And it, it was great to have the show within a show within a show thing. That was, you know, that, that was clever. But I, I just really, I could not get a hold of Roanoke. Um, I, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I th- that was my, my absolute least favorite. Even... Even through the rewatches, they're, they're, you know, there's just some you kind of go, oh, that was that was decent, um, and just, some were definitely better the second time around. But I, as hard as I tried, uh, Roanoke was bad. Um, I, I could not, wasn't a big fan of Freak Show. Uh, just, yeah, I I I really kind of lean heavy on. I love the odd numbers, not so much the evens. <laughs> That's interesting. I think you just got that from Star Wars. Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pasha, what are yours? I know I just talked about how great the performances were in Roanoke, but overall it was, it was not, it was really bad. It was just bad. It felt scattered. I know that he always has a million storylines going at once, but the acting I think was phenomenal, especially when you find out that some of those were, were just pure improv, which may tell you a little bit about, the directing but you know um <laughs> or the script but, <laughs> yeah i i remember sitting and watching the, and trudging through those first five episodes literally ready to not watch anymore 
And then they had that twist. And that was such a satisfying twist that it, oh, thank God, they're not that horrible that, uh, you know, it took a little while to recover and say, oh, yeah, this is still pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I love Gaga. And I thought that her role could have been omitted completely or just, I mean, other than it tied it into Coven because she was supposed to have been the very first Supreme. And there were so many cringy things in freak show. And like I said, that too is one of my favorites just because it was a love story to Jessica Lang. But there was so, so many, um, some of the language in there, I just got to be so bad. I was like, okay, this is just not even for the storyline. It's not even, you know, appropriate for the time. It's just, they're just saying awful things to say, to use racial slurs and, and, homophobia and transphobia just through rife. All of his shows are kind of that way, but yeah, that was, that was not great. And cult just because I don't, I, I, I like having that extra supernatural kind of bend in there. And that's just the nerd in me. And because what Eli and I do in our real life day jobs is, is, is shield children from hate groups. And that was just way too close to my own personal real life. And it was not any sort of escape whatsoever. I was just like, ah, cause we could name protesters were like, Oh, that's, that's Jojo. And Oh, that's, you know, <laughs> cause they're just like that in real life. It was mm -hmm. kind of cringy. Well, mine are hotel is number seven <laughs> for me. And the reason is, and, and this is the thing I love lady Gaga. I absolutely adore her. And I thought she was great. I love Matt Bomer. I, oh my God, he is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I just adore him. And I loved watching, I, I love vampires. So you'd think I would love this. And I love goth stuff. I, you know, all my friends in high school were goth. And I, I love the music in this one. I was just telling Jen, I was listening to Sisters <laughs> of Mercy right before we started recording so i love all the music in it you know and they have a lot of like bauhaus and they have like other stuff okay. in there that you don't hear in a lot of things but <laughs> there was just something about it that it was like it, this was the last one i watched and this was my last thing of watching ryan murphy too during this whole binge and i was just like this is enough i can't do this anymore. <laughs> because in that Same first, here. maybe that's why i'm just like oh no more hotel yeah that first episode <laughs> when lady gaga and matt bomer go to that um you know they're showing that movie in the park and they pick up that couple and then they murder that couple and they're covered in blood and all this. I don't know what it was about that, that I've seen a lot of disturbing stuff, but that to me was just like beyond. I was like, I can't do this. I don't think I can watch this one. <laughs> it's really weird because it's totally a lot of stuff that I love. Totally. I mean, especially vampires. And one thing I love about vampires is, you know, vampires are all wrapped up in sex. And so I liked that. I liked the characters. I liked the performances. That's one thing I want to say is hands down, you know, I think that's one thing Ryan Murphy is really good at is finding a great cast oh, because yeah. almost all of his actors are phenomenal actors. So I don't, you know, there are very few that aren't good and there are very few performances in any of his work that isn't good. So that's really amazing. So I thought all the performances were great. Yeah, I think Kathy Bates was really good. 
you know, I did because I have to mention in every single episode. Well, I didn't really mention in Tech, but I have to mention Darren Chris because I'm going to rave about him in American Crime Story. You're all going to hate me because that's basically <laughs> going to be just two hours of me raving about him. <laughs> but really, one of my favorite performances I've ever seen. Uh, but I, he, he did, he had a little spot in here. You know, he gets murdered by Kathy Bates. And I just thought he was really funny. So that was entertaining. And I liked a lot of the other little characters that would come in, you know, the hotel guests. And, you know, it's very loosely based on an actual hotel in downtown Los Angeles, which yeah, there's yeah. actually a, you know, a documentary about a crime that took place there. Lots so, of crimes. Yeah, lots of them. So, <laughs> so you'd think it would be, but it just, it just couldn't. And maybe if I had started out, my Ryan Murphy binge with hotel, maybe would have been a <laughs> ending it with hotel. Um, and then Roanoke just for a lot of the same reasons that have been mentioned. And then freak show. I think my other problem with freak show is I think it is incredibly boring. I think it is the most boring one of all of them. I mean, I think uh, the clown killer is, I can't remember his name now, but I it's think he's, he's with me. He's terrifying. <laughs> yes. Clowns are terrifying and he's absolutely terrifying. But other than that, it was just a snooze fest. And yeah, there's lots of issues with it too. Um, but yeah, it was just a snooze. So that's why I didn't like it. And that's my that's my least, least favorite. And I want to say about cult because I know it was mentioned by all of you. It's number five on my list. I actually <laughs> kind of like it. I have a thing about cults. So I'm fascinated with them. I'm fascinated with people <laughs> joining things like this and doing horrible things. And yeah, I think it is really does strike close to home and it's very realistic. And so I can totally understand why it'd be really hard to watch, but that was kind of what I, what I liked about it. I just, I thought it was, I really enjoyed that one actually. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but yeah. See, it's like, I, I get it. You know, like I, I'm fascinated by cults as well. So there was a part of me that was like really kind of holding out, but then it was like the twist with like, uh, Paulson's character and her wife. I was like, "Fucking really? You're gonna terrify, <laughs> like, terrorize your wife because of that? Like, of that?" I was just like, "That's really fucking dumb." But then it was kind of interesting to watch how they just kind of continue down this path of, "Well, we're just gonna stay in this cult," and <laughs> and then yeah. like the the twist with like the the scum was kind of cool, but then also like that didn't really go anywhere. Uh -huh. Kind of, but not really. And like Francis Conroy, it's like you brought her in and then then yeah. <laughs> you shot her in the head. <laughs> like yeah. what? Like that doesn't yeah. so uh, that was it's kind of the issue I have with some of the seasons yeah. is great start or we're like I love the concept and the idea, but somewhere around halfway or so it just kind of falls flat and mm -hmm. I'm just like, eh, that was not satisfying. <laughs> And yeah. I have I have the trypophobia. And so a lot of the imagery that they used in cult bothered me way worse than any of the mm -hmm. gore or any of the yuck. I mean, Eli has seen me. I'm like, there have been like paintings and stuff I've been around. I'm like, uh, I can't even look that direction. I can't even, it just, I don't know why. Uh, it just, it just, things like that bother me. And and so, yeah, that, show, that I, you, I can't watch the beginning at all. The entry, I, mm -hmm. the Oh, the mm -hmm. intro. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. No, nope. can't yeah, do it. Intro. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, well, let's move on to some of the actors and the performances. We've already raved about them, but there are certain actors. Ryan Murphy likes to do this. You know, he's been doing it forever. You know, if you watched Nip Tuck, which I'm sad if you did, but if you watched Nip Tuck, <laughs> you'll see. I mean, Lily Rabe is in one of those seasons. Uh, Sarah Paulson is in there. Sarah, and, you know, all these people that show up later. So he likes to reuse people constantly, as everybody knows. And for this, he I, we're going to focus mainly on Jessica Lang, Sarah Paulson, and then uh, Evan Peters. And then, of course, we'll mention other people if you want to give other shout outs, because I know Frances Conroy has been mentioned a couple of times, too. Mm-hmm. And she is fantastic. I do agree. We are going to talk about Six Feet Under next year. So we'll be talking a lot about her. Jessica Lang, Sarah Paulson, and Evan Peters. I want to know just your overall thoughts on them, Jen, and maybe what your favorite characters were from them. Oh, well, I love Jessica Lang. I love that she got a chance to do this series and kind of have control over like her characters and kind of how to like how she wanted them to be and everything. So, and she's just, oh, she's so amazing. My favorite role though, I'm not sure because it's really hard. You know, there's, there's Constance from Murder House and then uh, Apocalypse. So we kind of get a little bit more of like her story and like what happened to her and, you get a little bit more, I don't know, for me, I felt, I felt a little bit more for her. It wavered, but I was like, oh, but she was just such a, such a stone cold witch in coven. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> and she was just so glamorous, all her fancy Chanel dresses and everything. And, you know, and then there's the magic aspect. So it's, it's kind of hard. I, I think I'll, I'm going to go with coven on this one. Hmm. For, yeah. for Lang, yeah. Oh, I think that's a good pick. And anything else on the other two? Oh, uh, Sarah Paulson. I She's amazing. After, although one of the things with Cult that I, uh, is just her crying for like the first three-fourths of the season. I was just like, oh my God, I get it. You have fears, you have like, but it was just a lot. And maybe that's because like I've been binging a lot. So it's been a lot of Sarah Paulson crying. But that one, that one was a little hard to take. But I, I actually loved her character in Roanoke. And so when it in the second half, when it's they're talking to the actors that portrayed them, and she's got that English accent, and then just, mm-hmm. just some of the, her lines, she's just like, "I'm not American. I'm British. I'm not used to all this carnage." And just, just some of the shit that came out of her mouth was amazing, and it cracked me up. So I really enjoyed the actor character. Uh, from Roanoke, surprisingly for for Sarah Paulson, <laughs> and then Evan Peters. I thought I'm. I think I'm going to go uh, hotel on this one because even though he was like a deranged serial killer and everything, it, it was kind of like a nice part from damaged teen, <laughs> young young adult. I I didn't really care for his part in Coven. I didn't really, 
understand any of that and like why he needed to be there be around whatever <laughs> so i thought i thought his role as march with the makeup and the costume and the accent was really kind of entertaining for for me for that season so yeah final answer <laughs> <laughs> awesome and then eli all right so we'll, we'll start with evan peters um i'm gonna go with murder house um I really believe that character that he was that kid on the edge and he was holding it together, even in death, just by a thread. Um, and I just really, I, I really felt for that character. I, I really felt for that kid. Um, so th that's kind of where, that's kind of where Evan Peters goes. Um, I'm not a huge fan um, of, of a lot of his work um, in the other seasons. Um I do love him in in in, in, in hotel. I, I think again, I think he, he killed that one, but uh, not my favorite character in the majority of the other ones. Uh, Jessica Lang, oh God, um, I, I, I would also have to go with Coven. Um, just kind of watching her journey of kind of where, where she was trying to to always stay in power, but always for the wrong reasons, and she always embraced that. Um, the, 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 it was never any second thoughts of trying for her redemption to be a better person. It was always, she was who she was. And who was the last one? Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Oh God. Um, I would have, I, I really, and it's hard to pick one for her. Um, she did so well in so many seasons. There's not one that I can think of where I, where I didn't enjoy her, her character in the role, which is kind of hard to say for all of them, for all the key players across the board. But I think she did just a phenomenal job in all of them. And Pasha. I think Jessica Lang is, is radiant in everything. And I was so, uh, you know, of course, like I said, the last season she was fully, fully in um, freak show, even though the whole season was not my favorite to say the least. I thought that, well, she's just, of course, like all of the quality actors, the, the accents and everything are like, perfect they're they're just so believable and so amazing but i think in freak show her character was the epitome of almost every of, the, of her other characters that was very kind of conflicted very mean to the monsters so to speak yet that was where her heart was that's where her love was that's where her afterlife uh wound up being spoiler alert uh so so i think that um that was kind of i mean in all of her, even in Murder House as the mom, um, she was so cruel to her daughter. And yet at the end, you believe that there was true love there. I mean, in the end, she came up with that creepy, creepy, pretty girl mask. But I mean, she really did. She was an awful person in all of them. And yet in all of them, she had heart, which was, it may have been a trope, but I, she did it so well, you know. I just really, really wanted in Freak Show with her German accent, her to say, it's true, it's true. But, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Sarah Paulson, I think I liked her character, Lana Winters, best from um, Asylum, because in the end, she didn't hesitate one second to to pull that trigger and it was had to have been it was it was just a really kind of also complex character but also 
Lana has a really great story arc through a lot of the other, she appears as Lana in a lot of the other um, uh, seasons. And, but I just, I, it surprised, I, you know, you expect her to be, have some sort of motherly, tearful, blah, blah, blah. Instead, she's like, boom, got it done, <laughs> you know? So um, that was pretty cool. And you're right in, in cult when she was just whining, I know that was her character, but I just wanted to just be like, come on, Evan Peters. I really liked it in that one when he went really, really fast everywhere. And I think <laughs> Jackson was there. And <laughs> That is the best. That it really is. <laughs> like i'm in the wrong group right now <laughs> 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 fandoms no i mean he's 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 <laughs> he's super super talented but i think that um uh we talk about ryan murphy kind of putting the same icky stuff in every show he does and i was so i was like laughing because i was going through these articles dozens and dozens of articles that of course observe the same thing and one of them said that one one of the things he has to have in all of his uh america is is not just evan peters but reference to his penis just that for some reason that might as well be its own character not because of anything evan peters has done it just seems to be like that's that that's a thing consistent throughout all of the seasons and it's just kind of like, no, no, thank you. But as far as acting goes, you're right. I liked him best in hotel, just being that over top, but being a grown up yeah. and not being an yeah. angsty kid was kind of nice, a, a nice change. And it was nice to see him have that growth as an actor even. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I think for both Jessica Lang and Sarah Paulson, I'm going to go with asylum for both of them. I think Jessica Lang, you could pretty much pick any character she's done and say that was the best, honestly. So it's kind of like, okay, which character arc did I like the best? And that's the one I liked the best because when that starts out, she is evil. I mean, she is just awful. And then I think she really, when she ends up being committed and she sees things from the other side, uh, I thought that was a really interesting character growth. And the fact that her and Lana became friends really was really nice to see because she was so horrible before that. And so I liked that a lot. And I think Paulson and Jessica Lang, I think they work really well together. They have really good chemistry. And so I always liked watching them play off of each other. Uh, and Sarah Paulson, I just, I adore her. Like I said, I mean, I understand totally what everybody's saying about Colt because that is true. And she does tend to cry a lot. And it's funny because I don't know if anybody ever saw the movie. Um, it's with Ewan McGregor and it's called Down With Love. And it's kind of a takeoff on those early mm-hmm. 60s, um, you know, Rock Hudson movies and stuff. And oh. it's really good. It's really entertaining. And she's in that. And so... I kind of always knew her as kind of being comedic, like doing all these comedic roles. So it's interesting watching when she started doing Ryan Murphy, because then it was like, all of a sudden she's just heavy, dark stuff. So, you know, I would love to be able to see her maybe be able to add some comedy to these or, you know, I think in murder house, she does kind of get a little bit of that. She's that's a little edgier, but it kind of got toned down where a lot of times she would be the heroine or, you know, someone you'd be really rooting for or always in pain or always crying. 
<laughs> always being tortured. Yeah. Not so much in a hotel, although sort of, but yeah, she's great. And then Evan Peters, I just, I just, I, do, I <laughs> Ryan Murphy is like in love with him or something. I don't know what it is. He's like obsessed with him. And I think even more than any other male actor. And then I think female, we already know who he loves there, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't get it because I think he's talented sometimes, but I don't know. He just bugs me. I can't pinpoint what it is that bothers me about him. And I want to say in, in murder house, his character, I'm like, this guy shot up his school. I'm sorry, but there are all these teenage girls that like idolize this character and like make these like videos, like feeling bad for him. Just like there are a lot of teenage girls that do that with school shooters in real life where they like idolize them. And that personally kind of bothers me. It's like people that idolize serial killers, even though serial killers fascinate me, I don't idolize them at all. I'm not like, Ooh, you're, you're attractive or anything like that. So that kind of bothered me because, and it's not his fault. It's just, it kind of turned into that. And I think a lot of his characters after that were all kind of like offshoots of that character. I didn't mind his character so much in Asylum. I didn't think he was as bad in that, but it just, I don't know. He just bothers me. And I think it's just because of, it's a lot having to do with that. Like, you know, that's why I'll always appreciate that his character imposed and end up becoming some kind of hero, which easily could have happened with that character. So I'm really glad that didn't happen because he didn't deserve that. The character didn't. But I think as far as like a favorite role that I liked, I actually really liked in Apocalypse. I liked when he played the like computer Geek guy. Oh God, that's I, right. I it was so funny. Oh, the Coen brothers. A, <laughs> yes, they were so fun. They were both hilarious, and yeah. I just thought that was such a different kind of character for him to play, and it didn't feel like that angsty thing of like all these teenage girls are going to be lusting after this guy that is incredibly unhealthy. So that I liked. I was like, you're that's kind of awesome. And I agree. He was good in hotel too. I, I will give him that. And so I think most of my problem is just the way Ryan Murphy is obsessed <laughs> with him or something. I don't know what it is. That role. I mean, Ryan Murphy, we were kind of laughing because all of his other male protagonists seem to kind of be interchangeable. They're all that that brunette with usually lighter blue or whatever eyes and they're the jaw, every, they're all kind of the same Ken doll, except mm -hmm. for, you know, Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause even like starting in on hotel and you have, um, you know, like when Finn and, and, uh, Oh God, whatever, Ben, mm -hmm. like American beauty dancing bad guy. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just all look the same. So it, <laughs> when it first started, I was like, wait, wait, who who's she fucking right now and who is she gonna kill wait did she just kill okay so it took a while to kind of keep everyone <laughs> like oh yes yes okay so there's matt boomer and then there's cheyenne jackson okay i got it but at first yeah they're all just cookie cutter dudes <laughs> very mm -hmm. handsome all very handsome mm -hmm. but yeah yeah all the same. It's type. i've never seen who ryan murphy dates in real life but maybe i don't know if anyone else has it. Yeah, I should look yeah. him up and see because maybe it is Wes Bentley, by the way. That's <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, because there is a line in like hotel when Gaga's eyeballing uh Finn 
And uh, her current beau is just like, well, you do have a type. So I kind of thought <laughs> that maybe that's a little tongue in cheek kind of comment to like, he acknowledges that, you know, he casts kind of the same looking dudes all the time. So I was like, yeah, ah, it's fun. Yeah. Good, good on you. <laughs> but I want to know if there are any other actors or specific performances or characters or, I mean, performances that you want to call out, Jen? Well, Lily Rabe, you know, she pops up all throughout and I think she does a really kind of, it's like one of my least favorite seasons, but some of the performances are really great. Cause I loved her as Misty that the forest green witch and everything with the power of resurrection. Cause I love how they completely, especially, especially like Madison underestimates her and then tries to get rid of her and everything. And then she comes back. She's like, you just thought I was some dumb swamp, w- swamp witch and proceeds to beat the shit out of her, which was really fun to watch. So I really liked that character. There's like the soft, gentle side, but there was times where you could see like, there's, there's some darkness under there. So, but again, I didn't like what happened with her character in that season. So that's part of the reason why I was just kind of like, eh, coming. But I think, yeah, Misty, because then, yeah, and then she comes back and apocalypse and apocalypse, apocalypse, apocalypse. But, <laughs> but I mean, I think she's great because I liked her in uh, Asylum as well. Yeah, I don't know. Just the fun witchy, the dancing, the hair maybe, or the, the out clothes, the, the flows. Yeah, clothes and how much she loved um, Fleetwood Mac and Stevie a, Nicks. Yeah, and Stevie oh, Nicks her. Especially was just, and having Stevie Nicks on there. And that was fun right that was yeah. awesome oh, that, that was, was so really, awesome that was one of the best moments yeah mm-hmm. and seeing her back in um apocalypse was mm-hmm. cool too yeah see jen's like <laughs> see see apocalypse is the best see <laughs> i'll stop for a little bit <laughs> no i think that's awesome are there any you want to call out eli yeah jamie brewer um i love watching nan grow up from when she was a young girl in murder house and then only a few years later in um, in Coven, just I mean, just, just watching her grow up and her and her mature as as a human and um, and as an actor, I, I think it was just it was awesome. It was fun to watch. Yeah, I think that um, Jamie Brewer is a pioneer. I've I've known a lot of people that go on panels like at uh, uh, Tanya uh, you Tanya Cook, you know, and mm-hmm. and it. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con at that panel that that they, you know, about uh, handicap and disability and casting and so on and so forth. So it was really great to see Jamie Brewer be one of the continue ongoing cast and not be patronizing to the fact that she does have Down syndrome. I think that that was really cool. And she's a great actress. I mean, each one of her characters are separate, completely actualized characters, which is great. Uh, Francis Conroy can do no wrong ever, ever, ever. Um, I've had the biggest crush on Angela Bassett, who, speaking of crossing the streams, should have been Storm. Okay. Right. Thank you. Right. Okay. So. Oh my God. (laughs) I've been holding that in for years. No, I haven't been holding it in, but I mean, I've been loud about it. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. thing. I I have written whole blogs about that. I actually had to Google who played Pepper, and it's Naomi Grossman and and her her auditioning experience and everything. And I know a lot of it was makeup, but. you know, I, the fact that she continues to work within that community and do so much for that community, 
because the character of Pepper had to later on have different uh, intellectual abilities, they, they casted a quote unquote normative type of, of actress uh, instead of somebody with that actually had microcephaly, but uh, she, that was microcephalic, but she still works within that community, which is, I think is great, great thing that she was able to take that role and turn it into something positive for the community uh, but of course, my favorite though is Kathy Bates. I think that she was brilliant in everything. And of course, I mean, she's one of the big like Hollywood stars that was on the show, but she, I don't think that she didn't seem to me to be like this big Hollywood actor. She really took every role, no matter how big or how small as, as the best she could. And, and yeah, I really could dig it. I mean, her, her, her personality transformation in, in Coven was when she just cries because, because Obama was president and everything. And, and then to the end, I thought that was really, that, I thought that was a really cool, you know, character arc for her, but just everything she does just is pretty much gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I second a lot of what was said and Lily Rabe, I think I, she's just, I just adore her. I just, I just love her so much, so much. And she plays a lot of really awful characters in this series. I mean, the, in the character in 1984, you know, the mom in that she oh, is at yeah. first, she's horrible, but in the end she grows to really like love her son that she treated so horribly for so long and becomes this beautiful woman really and this beautiful character who helps save her grandson played by one of those dark and tall men Finn, <laughs> yeah. who I love Finn, I think he's amazing I love him but yeah it's true he does have that that time <laughs> which is like, yeah yeah they, they are gorgeous but they are interchangeable <laughs> yeah one other person I wanted to quickly mention is um Leslie Grossman She's yes. I love her so I much and like every and everything. And I think maybe my favorite might have been like Apocalypse because she kind of starts off like horrible, but then she realized like she's 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 very like humble. She's not horrible anymore, and she's got the funniest superpower. And I love that she used it to exploit rich white women women. So I was like, good yeah. on you, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that superpower was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And she came from and she and she was also a nip tuck. She had a yeah, small, she small oh. character mm-hmm. in several episodes, mm-hmm. actually. So yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, her character was treated wonderfully nip tuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's funny. And then I, I do want to point out also Angelica Ross. Uh Angelica Ross was awesome in 1984, especially. I thought she was great. I love mm-hmm. her. I love her in pose as well. So it's really nice to see, um, you know, because Ryan Murphy, he's got a really big issue with transphobia and he's not very good with trans representation. I mean, I think he's trying to get better with, you know, being behind the scenes of Pose and that kind of stuff. And and having Angelica Ross, who is a trans woman, being here and treating her like a fully fleshed out human being and not making her making her be like the final girl was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was really awesome. I mean, yes, also you had um Emma's character, you know, she also survived, but you still had a black woman who was a dark-skinned black woman who is also 
in real life a trans woman. I mean, they didn't make the character trans, but you had her be the final girl is pretty amazing and kudos because Ryan Murphy doesn't do so well with that kind of stuff usually. So I want to point that out. I do want to say with with Jamie Brewer, you know, I do think uh, we talked about this when we talked about Glee and it was a different actress, but there's a character in Glee who also has Down syndrome who is also a fully fleshed out character who ends up having a boyfriend who doesn't have Down syndrome and who is treated as isn't treated like you'll usually see when down when people with Down syndrome are in movies and TV shows, they're treated like porcelain dolls or like children or like they can't have quote unquote normal lives. And I do appreciate that Ryan Murphy doesn't do that. So I do, you know, I think he has a lot of missteps in representation, but I think that's a big, a big kudos that he does deserve because that's very rare. And that's got to mean a lot to that community. I mean, I can't speak on behalf of them, but that's got to mean a lot because that's very rare that you would get to see that. And very rare that you'd get to see love interests for those characters. That's pretty remarkable. Or to see, you know, them just have, you know, not be like, you know, Matt, you know, yes, in coven magic was in there, but not have that magical, Oh, I'm so sweet and innocent and you know, that kind of thing. So I do appreciate that a lot. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and over. Well, I want to talk about that representation because, like I said, when we started talking about Ryan Murphy, every episode we're going to talk about this because. This is the thing he gets criticized about the most, I would say. I mean, he gets a lot of criticism for a lot of stuff, but representation is the big one. And while he has improved a lot, a lot since Nip Tuck, because Nip Tuck was every problem under the sun. So he has improved, but he still makes a lot of errors. So what do you think overall, Jen? How do you think he's done with representation within the American Horror Story universe? I, <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to say I guess because it's not something that for me being straight Asian woman like I things don't pop out to me as much that I you know I'm just a, a little more oblivious to things so you know I notice things like casting like who's a side character who gets killed off first like all of, all of those little things you know always notice. And it's like, yeah, his his casts are heavily white. I think he's, yeah, trying. I'm not familiar with Nip Talk or anything like that. So I, I don't know what kind of progress he has made. But part of the reason why I didn't rewatch like Freak Show is because I did love that season initially. Kind of, I think, as that love letter to, to Jessica Lang and certain things I liked about it. But I was I'm really afraid I'm going to go back and be like, I don't like this anymore because of some of the language and the representation and being personally being older and knowing more and understanding more. It's like, do I want to go back and kind of open my eyes to that? Or do I want to just like, that was a nice send off. I liked I liked the musical numbers. <laughs> right? yeah. um, 
So overall, I don't know. I think he's doing about as well as maybe anyone else out there. He's he's trying. Maybe there's missteps. But I think the important thing is that he continues to try and make legitimate efforts. And he listens to the criticism and just tries to do better moving forward. And it sounds like he's kind of doing that, taking baby steps. So let's hope that just continues. I'm just going to say it. If he wasn't a gay man, we would be losing our shit about everything that he puts out. I mean, he's as transphobic as it gets. He's as racist as it gets in a lot of his stuff. And um, uh, I, I, I guess he's getting better. I mean, Nip Tuck was was horrible. Um, and um, American Horror Story is better. Um, but I, 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 I still think there's an awful lot of internalized transphobia, <laughs> just a lot of internalized stuff that he uses and he, he uses to make some very riveting television. Um, so I, I don't really have a problem with that, but there's, it's, yes, he's getting better, but if this was being put out by a straight cis white male, we would be yelling from the rooftops to get this guy out of his role. So yeah, I'll get off my soapbox about Ryan Reynolds now. <laughs> yeah. Pasha. Yeah. I mean, um, also being an Asian woman, but being a queer Asian woman, I see things through a really weird lens, just in the sense that, first of all, where are the Asian people at in any of his shows? <laughs> you know, That's true. Yeah. Every time he has an Asian person, they're killed like right away, like right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first episode of Coven, I'm like, oh, cool. I love that actor. I know he's he's a hapa. Like, I was like, cool, Asian guy. And he's gorgeous. And I know who he is, kind of. He's a character actor. I have to look him up, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's dead. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or so, they were porn stars. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. It was, it was, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like in the last and episode. Talk, talk. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything about a- a- Asian stuff is, is, is really sexualized with Ryan Murphy. Just speaking about Asians specifically. But um, above and beyond that, yeah, a lot of the language that he still uses, does it advance the story some? Maybe. Does it create a more complex character? Maybe. Uh, is it weird to root for and love a character that says some of the most misogynistic, racist, backward shit? It may feel complicated, but after a little while, you're like, really? Why am I rooting for this person? Really, really. And like Eli said, if it were... Um, a straight director that would be that would be we'd be screaming from the rooftops uh that that i'm trying to find uh there's a new show he just did and it has a strong asian cast because it's about i'm trying to remember her name the first asian um actress it's on netflix anyway she was she in real life in real life she was supposed to play Oh, Hollywood land, Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, so in real life, that actress was, she was the first Asian to have her own TV show, everything. And, uh, in real life, but, uh, she was replaced by a white, uh, actress in, in with the wax eyelids and that actress, I can't remember her name either, uh, went on to win the Oscar. Right. And so it was, it's kind of a, what if, she had actually played that role and she had gotten the, all the fame and it's supposed to really have a lot of stuff around 
Jewish people, black people, Asian people, everything in Hollywood at that time as kind of a commentary of what's going on now. But I'm afraid to watch it because in all of the articles I've read, they've said it's white savior complex all over again. All over. And so uh, yeah, I I, I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's very easy to make that, to make that. I mean, it's, it's very much a Hollywood telling of what Hollywood wasn't like back in that time. So it is very much, you know, you have, you know, the, you have a, a black woman who, who she's, you know, getting all this lot with all this fame and, un, and um, she gets to like attend the Academy Awards and gets to sit up front and all this kind of stuff. But you do have a lot of white men that are helping a lot of that come along. So there is that white savior thing in there, but I mean, it's, it's good enough. It's not like the best show. I think it has one of the best credit sequences ever. And once again, it's got, it's got Darren Chris in it. So there's another opportunity for me. To <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's, but it does have that white savior thing. Yeah. So you probably would have a problem with that, but I think it's a little bit tad bit better. Yeah with, with yeah. Asian representation, but well, I hope that, well, considering he's never had any Asians. In his shows, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Cause well, I'm- well, Darren, Chris is his father is from the Philippines. So his father, okay. so he, yeah. So he's got a little, but still, I mean, and yeah. Didi Wong and um, apocalypse. And then of course, Oh um, yeah. Uh, Brion's is his last name who plays the other leader um and he's also in american crime story in the second season and he's so good in that um but yeah yeah i yeah yeah i mean it's just yeah but yeah but overall i mean if you go from nip tuck to where he is now with pose and everything it's like Jessica Lange's character in Asylum kind of doing that almost 180, but not quite, but getting there, you know? So that's great. But like Eli said, if if it were a straight guy writing this stuff, people would be livid. Or, I mean, and here's, here's also where I kind of sit with that is, yeah, it's from Nip Tuck to Pose is your, you know, two polar opposites. But it almost feels like that was his kind of penance film for the trans community. Um, you know, yeah, his, sure. his, his penance show to to you know to say, you know, hey, hey look, I, 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 this is what I made now, and and Glee was almost that for his for his homophobia, and so I I don't know I I, I he's just he gives me icky feelings sometimes, and, some, <laughs> and I'm telling you. But we love his shows. And as I rewatched, <laughs> I mean, and as I rewatched all of this, I I do love his stuff. It's it's so intricately wound up of season to season, and the characters are so awesome and so fun to watch. But at the end of it, sometimes you just got to take a shower. It's just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when you look at this compared to Nip Tuck, of course, it's like. It's like another universe <laughs> compared to that. I mean, there's still stuff like the fact that he has to push the envelope so much, and but it's a lot better. It's still really problematic. And what he's been accused of forever is that he has internalized homophobia. And, you know, I mean, because a lot of people have said for some for a gay man, he has the most homophobic and terrible stereotypes of gay people in 
all of his shows. And yep. that, that, that is true. And I think with Pose, the thing to remember about Pose is yes, he's involved in it, but that show is not what it is because of Ryan Murphy, to be frank. It's yep. because you've got a lot of people in the community that are behind the scenes and in front of the camera. And, you know, if Ryan Murphy was not just, I think he's just mainly just producing. I don't know if he's even directed any of those episodes. I can't remember. We covered Pose, uh, uh, um, not this year, but last year. So, and I, I love that show. I think that show is great. And I think a lot of it is the reason it's so great is because Ryan Murphy may be involved in it, but he's not the one writing it. He's not the one spearheading it necessarily. So I think that's why that show is better <laughs> than his other shows. And that's part of the reason we didn't cover it during this. Again, I was like, I toyed with the idea of revisiting it and maybe we will next year, but I kind of didn't want to because I don't want to give him too much credit for it, to be honest, to be right. frank. That's a lot of the reason, because we talked about that show a lot. And I don't know if we even talked about Ryan Murphy in that episode. I'm trying to remember, because that show is important. That show has made some errors, though, too. I mean, that, that show made some big errors. But it is pretty pretty great and pretty amazing for that community. Um, and I really think it's not because of Ryan Murphy. I but I do think that Ryan Murphy probably got attached to it because he's still trying to atone for the transphobia Everything. that ran. <laughs> well, and the tra his, the transphobia in Nip Tuck is the worst tra some oh of the worst God. transphobia ever. Yeah. I mean, it just ran through pretty much all six seasons. Yep. And so I think he's got so much to atone for and he did make some steps in glee uh, like we talked about last week. But he still has steps to take. And I think, like, with American Crime Story, you know, with the second one, he is a producer and he directs, like, the first one. But he doesn't write any of those episodes. And I think that's kind of important. And we'll talk about that soon That in, the next, in our next episode. But I just wanted to mention that because I think it's important because that is so much about homophobia <laughs> that whole story and how homophobic the police are and that's why that manhunt was so botched because of all the homophobia and so i think it was important that that wasn't completely a ryan murphy thing that there were other people there was another person who wrote that and not ryan murphy i'm not saying that show is 100 yeah. okay but i think that's why it was a little bit better than some of this stuff the thing with Ryan Murphy, and I mentioned it in Nip Tuck, is he really, I think, thinks he's doing these bold things, like these amazing things. Like with Hollywood Land, I think he was like, I'm going to make this thing where everybody who got excluded, they're all going to be included. But the issue is, is, you know, I don't know who was all behind the scenes writing that. And, but if you were only a white male writing that stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean it'll still be okay. Like we said, you can have inclusion, you can have representation, but it's the way you do the representation that matters. If you do it all in harmful ways, then it, you, it's basically not okay. And I love Ryan Murphy shows. I mean, even though I'm really sick of Ryan Murphy shows right now, I do love Ryan Murphy shows. And I love a lot of the actors. And I think some of the stuff he does is cool. Like I think... With Down syndrome, I think he's done some amazing things there. I think that's amazing. You know, I think the fact that, you know, in Glee, he had he had someone who was in a wheelchair who was disabled. And he, he gave him all these love stories. And you don't see that. 
But granted, the actor wasn't disabled. So that was a step <laughs> there. But still, it was, but still, that was pretty good. And, you know, I think in American Horror Story, it's easy to, I think people have an easier time excusing it away because, oh, well, this is horror. So of course, certain people are going to die for, die and everybody's going to die. But it's the way you do it. If you're just going to have like, you know, with Apocalypse, one thing that bothered me with Apocalypse was um, having, um, and I can't remember her character's name when she came back from Coven, but um, having a, a black woman sacrifice herself to save the white people, the white characters in there. Oh, Queenie? Or was it no, Angel not Queenie or Angela, Angela Bassett's? Bassett's character? Yeah, but oh, I couldn't remember yeah. her name, her character's name. Um, her, um, Marie Laveau. Yes, yes, Marie. Marie yes, and a having friend of mine brought me her rose from her her funeral from her tomb. Oh, and really? years later, when I went back to New Orleans, I took it back. I took it back, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, yeah. <laughs> I didn't." Take this. But anyway, I'm sorry I cut you off. Oh, please. no, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but having her kind of sacrifice herself and, and Queenie would do it too. And, and it's that's playing into a really bad stereotype. So I think it's important with Ryan Murphy that, you know, I think you're right, Eli. I think if Ryan Murphy wasn't a gay man, he would get a lot more criticism and he probably. But at the same time, though. In that universe, white men fail upwards. White straight men fail upwards constantly in Hollywood. So mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I, I think people, people may be loudly vocali vocally criticizing him more, even though there's a lot of criticism of Ryan Murphy out there. But I think people might be even more vocal about it. But at the same time, I think he would still be allowed to do what he's doing because white men fail upwards you know, in this society. So, so, you know, and especially in that industry. So I, you know, I, I love his shows. I find them entertaining, but it is important to realize that he does some stuff that's really cringy and really gross and really harmful in the long, in the long run, in the long run, excuse me. So, you know, I think he improves, but he's got a long way to go before you can say, Oh, he's amazing. I mean, you know, he, I mean, I will give him credit for certain things, but yeah, he's got a way to go. This go is ahead. just kind of interesting. Cause I didn't know any of this, any of this stuff about like Ryan Murphy and like his problems and issues and everything for, with his different shows. Cause I only, like I said, I've only ever watched American horror story. I'm not like a Ryan Murphy like fan and you guys <laughs> have spoke so well of Nip Tuck. So <laughs> I'm not going to go and watch that anytime soon, but um so it's kind of interesting yeah. and I think it's definitely gonna, I'm, it's, you know, new set of lenses when I go back and I rewatch these seasons. Cause now I kind of am, am more aware and like attuned to what to kind of look for and be like, Oh shit, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm usually just some demo like, Oh, I love my shows. Oh, that was fucked up. Okay. Next episode. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And I loved Nip Tuck the first time around. I could so not wait for mm -hmm. the episodes. And now we went back and watched it, and we were just like, oh. And some of the things carry through. I mean, we we, yep. we turned on American Horror Story. We were rewatching a lot of it this week. And I said, so do you think that the season's going to start out with rape or incest? And within 10 minutes, oh, rape. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you know? So I actually made a, a, a full-size Ryan Murphy bingo card that you can check off. That is awesome. <laughs> I want it. it 
and it is ridiculous. I'll send it, to you. it is ridiculously I'll send it to you. accurate for everything he does. Oh my god, I want one. If you too. send that to me, can I share it? I'll give you credit. Can I give it? Can I share it on our? So okay, absolutely, awesome. yeah. Huge oversized lactating breast. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, you bingo out. It, it, I mean, like two episodes into the season, you're like, I, I, I have blackout. And not just, and not just, and not just American Horror Story. All of his shows. Anything. It's very it's, true. It's pretty, you know, the oh. the ectodactyly and the, and the pterodactyly with the hands, and I mean, there's always some creepy baby, and every, you know, and there's there's like certain things that are just horror story tropes you know of course there's gonna be mm. blood and gore and stuff like that but some of the things are a little specific yeah like in nip tuck he does have that thing with lactation and i mean he has this part and this is just in the first season where um where she like she can't she doesn't have her breast pump and she's like you have to suck the milk out of my breast oh my god then, i remember then, hearing about that that and wasn't then, the only time, though. And then, That's and then true. there was the That's character, true. the character Jenny Jugs with the giant, oh, yes. giant bazooms. <laughs> and then he has the character in uh, Freak Show, who was the fat lady, but they make huge references to her giant, giant bazooms. And then Angela Bass's character has three boobs in that one, so yeah. And then, uh, and then there was, um, oh shit, in. Um, Asylum, he hires the sex worker who's lactating. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, he, has yeah. he has a thing wow. about it. Mean, and all of his shows. So it's kind of creepy. So w- when you get this bingo card, you can be like, uh huh, I see that. I see that. You can, yeah. 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 And because you, you're like, does it have incest, rape, or murder? Or does it have murder by incestuous rape? Different different squares in the bingo card now because those are different enough where you need them. Yeah, that's true. It's so it's so true. It's so true. This. Yeah. Oh, I want one. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see. That's so true. Um, okay. Well, and we talked about this with Nip Tuck too, but I want to know with American Horror Story. Do you think he's gone too far? And do you have any examples, Jen? Yes. Yes. I was like, I know everyone's gonna see us. <laughs> So right off the bat, Hotel and Max Greenfield's character. My poor Schmidt. My poor Schmidt. No. Not okay. And I didn't like how that character, the demon character, would just kind of show up randomly in the weird scratchy flashes and backgrounds. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. And then like, yeah, it's horror, there's murder, there's people are dying. But a lot, a lot of like throat cutting, like right in the jugular, right? I mean, is it because it's stylish and because it can make cool splurty splatters and everything or just slow and painful? Like I don't, it was, like I said, it's it's just been a lot of American Horror Story. So it's been a lot of seeing that just kind of almost on repeat. So I'm a little like... Okay, let's let's get creative. I don't know. <laughs> so 1984 was kind of good for getting more creative with the killings because again, like you said, slasher and everything. So it's that was a nice a nice change. But yeah, the uh, like sexual assault and really that that'd be it for me. <laughs> Anytime, yeah. no, no thanks. 
hard yeah. he's he's kind of obsessed with that so. yeah that's <laughs> it's true so that's yeah that is problematic <laughs> yeah. and then eli um i think it's it's definitely one thing to show that a that a character has a problem with drugs. It's another thing entirely to show explicit drug use over and over and over and show the needle over and over and over and show the, the as a romantic way almost and show the meth pipe mm -hmm. over and over and over. Um, I think that 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 goes beyond shock value and is almost. Um, is almost embracing and romanticizing it. And I, I do have a problem with that. Yeah, good. Very good point, Pasha. Okay, so it's it's horror story. So you're expecting the blood and the gore and everything. And the you're even expecting the rape and even expecting the weird incest. But after a little while, I hate to say this, but it's all those shocking things get to feel a little tropey. Mm -hmm. And he does, it, thank goodness the act, this sounds so weird. Thank goodness the actors are so good that it still creeps you out and it's still like, it makes you cringy and want to go take that shower. But, mm -hmm. but um, the flip side of that coin is, is after a little while, if it's if you were just reading it, you'd probably just roll your eyes and go, okay, yeah, here we go again. You know, this and this again, you know, but what really bothers me is, is when moving the story forward when you try and work in so many racial uh, slurs and so many homophobic slurs and so all the slurs after a little while, it's just like, you know, he has, he has character of, of in Nip Tuck, his characters were very unlikable and unredeemable. And in the end of the show, you're just like, why did we just waste all our time watching this? Because they're still unlikable, unredeemable. There's nothing about them. And it, with American Horror Story, he's turned, he's learned how to make characters who are unlikable still have that heart. Like we were talking about Jessica Lange's story arc and all these people that, you know, still have heart. In the end, you still have some sort of empathy and sympathy. But in Asylum, when he tried to make the Nazi doctor sympathetic in some ways, I was like, mm -mm, nope, not having it. That's where I draw the line. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. And um, so just sometimes with the slurs after a little while, I'm just like, okay, uh, we get it. You know, this person is, is a gay character. And at that time they hated gay people, you know, uh, we get it, you know? So yeah, after a little while that, that, that got to me a little bit. Incest is always creepy, no matter what. <laughs> and some of the other things are also very creepy, no matter what, but that didn't bother me, believe it or not, as much as some of the really graphic rape scenes, the really graphic ones. And the, um, yeah, and the slurs that I think that went a little too far. Even the depiction of the, of the freak performers themselves, um, I didn't have as much of a historical problem with that because they were well fleshed out characters and they were not their uh, deformities uh, or whatever made them a freak. And it was really, um, having grown up in a community and been the kind of person that I, everybody, everybody always feels like they're on the outside, but having literally been on the outside and growing that kind of family and community, I know that that can be actually a very lovely thing. Even when looking from the outside in things look weird, ugly or whatever 
sometimes you have to make your family. And so I appreciated that. I don't think he was very exploitative with that. Uh, other than the tropiness of, okay, you've done that one. You've done that one like 20 times now. So we get it. So, yeah. How many boobs do you have to have that are lactating in one show before we're like, all right. It's worse than Tarantino and his foot fetish. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, actually what you were saying reminded me of Tarantino because a big criticism of Tarantino, and we'll cover him sometime on this show. I, I have a lot of issues with Tarantino. Um, but a big thing with Tarantino is he, you know, a lot of people say he uses his films and the media and the medium and the, the genres and everything like that as an excuse to be able to use a lot of racial slurs. And I think that's very true. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he's like he excuses it away, but mm -hmm. it's kind of true. Um, and so I think that can be said of Ryan Murphy, too. And Ryan Murphy does have this obsession with rape and with incest. And it's this, it's really weird. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know where it comes from, but, you know, one thing with Ryan Murphy in all of his shows, I mean, I'm trying to think of one that isn't like this, um, but all of his shows, the sex scenes are not sexy. There's never sexy sex scenes. <laughs> They're all so disturbing, never. even if yeah. they are consensual sex scenes. They're disturbing. So it's like he's got some weird, weird hang up there. It's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of uncomfortable. It's like angry sex without any 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 component of fun whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got Lady Gaga and Matt Bomer, and you're not gonna have like really hot and steamy sex scenes with them. Sorry. <laughs> They're both absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you did get to see some of Matt's ass, and I did appreciate that. But, <laughs> but it's still like I don't know. And the other thing is, you know, we've talked about BDSM and media. He has this thing where he portrays it all as evil and dark and horrible, and that people that are into that are murderers, and that's. Yeah. Um, speaking as someone who's into that, that's not true. So that's right. bothers me. If he had mm -hmm. any kind of balance to it and he had people that were into it that weren't like that, then I might be okay with it. But I don't think he does. In, he that doesn't. I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I couldn't think of a single character from there that he does. So, and I think that was also an issue in some of his other shows too. So that bothers me. And I love horror. That's my favorite genre, as everybody knows. So I'm fine with a lot of blood. That's okay to an extent. I do think at times, though, he does things that are shocking and disgusting just to do them because they're shocking and disgusting, not because they're, they add any kind of value to the story. You know, I think even though I loved 1984, I do think the scene when when they're putting... <laughs> Putting her body in the chipper so she can be shot outside of the line so she's not in, you know, the Camp Redwood was just a little bit like, okay, we get it. You don't have to show every single body part going into that chipper. It's just not necessary. It was just kind of eye rolling and it just kind of gets to the point where it's, you kind of get numb to it, you know. And yeah, the throat slitting, it is a thing. I think he just has this thing for it anyway. Um, so that was a little bit kind of annoying after a while and I don't like anything having to do with food being gross or it, that's just a thing like I don't like watching people throw up I don't you know and I've seen it a lot in horror movies and but it's one of those things I could do without so I think that's his biggest issue of course as far as is always going to be 
he just is obsessed with rape and he just needs to mm-hmm. stop being obsessed with rape just That's weird. once yeah. yeah but at the same time he's very anti-porn throughout nip tuck porn was always That's negative true. negative negative uh and then Kathy Bates even has this mini monologue after she's been turned, so to speak, where she talks about how pornography harms women and da 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 and all this stuff. And and I'm not saying that that all of it is hundred percent wrong necessarily, but that that's the only you know the that's another one of his little carry throughs across different shows that he's had that that porn is bad. Okay, <laughs> so porn is bad. We don't like porn. <laughs> I think he's working out a lot of his own personal issues. And I think that's just the way it is with artists. I mean, everything I've ever written is working out personal mm-hmm. issues. So it does. So I'm just, I'd be afraid to jump into his psyche because I feel like I've been in his psyche for like a month now. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Like, dude, you keep working on you, and I just need a break, but I'll be back for the new season. It'll be all right. Yeah, I'll just yeah. I'll just set him down with a lactating sex worker and say and say, Okay, Ryan, who hurt who, who hurt you? What's up with that? I am I am very happy to hop out of this guy's head for a while. It's been a long, it's been oh, a long I know. couple weeks of binging, so I'm happy to get out of his head for a while. Yeah, I'm I'm watching oh, True Aaron. Blood right. Yeah, oh. I'm watching True Blood right now. So, <laughs> but it's actually a relief. <laughs> yeah, there too. That's yeah. the sad thing is that's like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. This is this is fun. Nice. Yeah. like I get to start all the RoboCops in a couple of days, so that'll oh, be yeah. <laughs> nice palate cleanser. There you go. <laughs> Well, I want to just wrap up this Ryan Murphy episode yes, <laughs> with, um, <laughs> well, I want to ask if, if we, if you guys want to just be done, if everybody wants to be done, that's fine too. But um, I want to ask because there is four, there are four, there is our four more seasons. I haven't watched American horror story uh, stories yet. The little mini one. I haven't watched that, but there are four more seasons of this. Um, this the 10th one starting soon called double feature. I have no clue really what it's about, but I don't think anyone does. Uh, it looks like a creature feature on the, <laughs> on the cover. The new, oh. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, so who knows what it's going to be. I mean, he's always misleading people. Um, but I want to know, is there anything you want him to tackle Jen? I don't know. Cause I usually stay away from any kind of like the announcements and upcoming, all the teasers. Cause I like to be, I like the surprise. I like not knowing when I go into it, that's kind of, for me, like the fun and part of that shock value. So it's kind of hard to say, because in a way, I feel like the end of Apocalypse reset like the first kind of that first set of seasons, because, you know, no, you know, it's the end of Lang and, you know, Paulson didn't come back for 84. So it's like, and with the way it ended, it's like it reset the continuity in the American Mm -hmm. Horror Story universe. So we could go anywhere now. And I don't know. Creature feature sounds possibly interesting. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, now I'm worried about like who it might rape or I don't know. <laughs> That's true. It right? just, well, right? just want to go back to Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Bestiality <laughs> is a square. <laughs> Eli, is there anything you want him to tackle? 
Oh God. Um, I, it, it's going to be a train wreck either way and I'll watch it either way. So and I'll love it. I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I love his stuff. Is it problematic? Absolutely. But it's, it, it, it's fun to watch. It's fun. Check mm-hmm. your brain TV sometimes. And, you know, he doesn't always tackle things the right way, you know, but he always tackles them and, you know, it's just, it, it'll be a train wreck, but I'll be there to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Pasha. Well, I'm actually looking forward to his next American crime story. Did you see what that one is? I know. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. But um, also I, growing up, my, one of my biggest creature fears was um, creature from the black lagoon who has the potential to be very rapey. And so, <laughs> so like, oh, like right Lord. up his alley. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. Lord. Tentacles. <laughs> I don't even want to think about oh, it. God. You know, it's coming. Oh, you know my it's coming. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you were talking about gross food things and there are things, uh, for instance, if you didn't know what you were eating and you would love it, like bugs of some sort and you weren't, you didn't know that's what it was. And you'd be like, yum, this is the best ever. And then you find out later, ah, that's kind of like watching a Ryan show. You're like, in the moment you're like, this is the best <laughs> shit ever. And oh then later God. on you're rewatching and you're like, that's what oh, I was eating. That's <laughs> totally I mean, it. <laughs> that's but amazing. That's the best. I was an evil person to enjoy this 10 years ago, but I really did. You know, (laughs) that's like your great high school reunion comparison for Nip Tuck, where you're excited about your high school reunion. Go there, I didn't like any of these people, (laughs) but I'll still go to his next dinner party and eat some more. I just won't know (laughs) that. That's very true. That's so true. I think you know. You know what I think it is? Is he's actually a pretty good writer even though he does horrible things and he's got great writers working with him too i think he's not the only one who's writing so and i think the other thing is that he surrounds himself with an incredible cast and so that helps elevate all his material so yeah i mean i know he's tackled some of these a little bit but i'd like to see a whole season of like urban legends or something like that Fine. Uh, you know, he could probably still find rapey stuff in there. So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he'd love the man under the bed thing. <laughs> oh God! It'd be like the demon from Hotel, and it would. Oh, oh yeah, God. that scene was horrible. Or what about like the... creepy pastas? You know, I know like I internet. Saying, yeah. mm-hmm. I was just hearing yeah. that creepy pastas or SCPs, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of fun. Birthday. A little like Black Mirror, and that's too dark. Black Mirror and Ryan Murphy. I don't. I'd watch it, but I don't know if I'd be okay afterwards. <laughs> You'd be able to handle it afterwards. <laughs> Some creepy pasta action in there. Get the rake. And, yes. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then who's the the smiley one? The Jack, the smiley guy, or which one? Uh, the yeah. Slender Man. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, the Slender, Slender Man with the smiles pasta. too. But yes, yeah, no, Slender Man didn't have a face. Oh, I thought yeah. he did have a face. White face, Jeff. black suit, and then can grow huge and giant oh, tentacles. But I think he had a face. Jeff has. Jeff had the big smile, and then there's also the oh, smiling God. dog one. Oh, and uh, oh yeah. Ooh, Aaron, we're going to get you into all kinds of stuff. Oh now. yeah. <laughs> I love creepypastas. Anyway. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. I mean, I wrote a short story about there's a, um, look it up, there's an urban legend called Blue Baby Blue. And I wrote kind of an adaptation of that. That actually, that's what won me that award in Atlanta. And that mm. that was like, and what was interesting about that is that's all about like, it's about babies and dead babies and stuff. It's kind of like a takeoff on Bloody Mary. So it's one of those. And so I remember when I was writing that, I had to Google mummified babies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm like, whoever's going to look at this Google search is going to be like, okay, we're putting her on the list. <laughs> She's looking this up, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. <laughs> I will say, even though um, it's been hard watching these, recording these episodes have been so much fun, and this has been a lot of fun. I, you know, I really enjoyed our Nip Tuck episode too, and I'm really looking forward to our next one. So, thank you all for being on this Ryan Murphy journey with me, part of it. So, I appreciate it. It's been interesting thing. I'm so glad I didn't make this a month long like I originally planned. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have had to be like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) Um, But we're going to go ahead and wrap up and have everybody say where they can be found, Jen. And you can say where your podcast can be found. Uh, So you can find uh, my podcast Twitter on Twitter at Streaming Bubble and then the podcast, My Streaming Bubble, can be found pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. I've been working to try and get it out there on as many platforms as I can. So I've, uh, you know, Spotify, Audible, uh, Stitcher, Deezer, Good Pods. So I'm out there. Give a listen. Rate, like me. <laughs> awesome. Yay. And I'm excited because, oh, little preview here. I'm going to be on my streaming bubble to talk about John Waters. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we record. That's going to be like in October yeah. or something, right? Or November. I don't remember. Something what like November. Yeah. I, I, I spent like a day and a half just like setting up a shitload of recordings. And I'm like, that was. And now I. So I have to go. I have them all written down. But now I'm like, all right, what's when? What do I got to do? So again, I'm, yeah. I've been on break. So I have known what to do with myself so I just kind of lost my mind I set a bunch of shit up and I'm just like oh now we're back in that like kind of organized chaotic mindset of like I gotta start this and then I gotta be done with this and then prep for this and yeah yeah yeah. but But yeah John Waters will be fun I'm so excited for that so yeah because I was excited to learn a couple weeks ago that Pasha also loves John Waters because I couldn't find anybody mm-hmm. on our roster that liked John Waters. So yes, I'm very excited. So next year when we talk about John Waters, I'll have you back, Jen, to talk about hey. that. And definitely Pasha will be on that one too. So, and then Eli, where they, can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kilted Patroller and also on all the socials at Parasol Patrol. Awesome. Thank you. And Pasha. Um, also, Parasol Patrol stuff. We're the co-founders of the Parasol Patrol. We shield kids from protesters at LGBTQIA plus events and BIPOC events. And uh, I'm on most social media as Hapaposh, H-A-P-A-P-A-S-H. And um, yeah, we're, we're old. We don't Instagram and Twitter a lot. We, we're, not, we're not cool enough. We do a lot of Facebook. <laughs> That's true. You do, yeah, I did follow both of you uh, through the <laughs> fandom thing one. So I I've, I've tagged you because because I released then. I released the Nip Tuck <laughs> episode today because I finally we were finally switched over and everything, and I released that today. So I tagged both of you on Instagram and uh, 
Twitter as well. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah. And this is Aaron. You can follow me on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, if you have any questions about our upcoming horror trivia event, feel free to reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, we're wrapping up Ryan Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to be talking about Darren Chris. No, we're going to be talking about American Crime Story. So. But it will also be known as the episode where Aaron will probably spend an hour raving about Darren Chris in the second season. So be be prepared because I swayed the votes. <laughs> I had a poll. <laughs> and it looked like I love Sterling K. Brown, but it looked like Ster- Sterling K. Brown was going to win. And I kind of swayed the poll. <laughs> and now it looks like Darren Chris will be winning. But anyway, so that'll be a lot of fun. And Tiff's going to be on that one. And I think of all the Ryan Murphy shows we have covered. I think these are the best, <laughs> the American Crime Story ones. And I am excited about the third one, which if you don't know, that's that's covering Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. And Clive Owen is going to be back on our screens. And I love Clive Owen. And um, and hopefully they treat Monica Lewinsky with the respect that she deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That's we shall my see. biggest wish. That's my biggest wish is that they treat Bill Clinton like the scumbag he is. And they treat Monica Lewinsky like a good person and not like trash. So that's my biggest hope. Ryan Murphy, please, please do that. <laughs> Hold your breath. I know. Now. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, but anyway, until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Black lives matter and stop Asian hate. Jessica Paulson, Jessica Paulson. <laughs> I like it. (laughs) Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.